Hey everybody, welcome to the EW Podcast. This is Juan and I'm back after I would say more than six months. I've been taking a, a long break from podcasting, but I, I didn't want to stop doing this. It's something I enjoy and um, if you've been following this, uh, uh, you know that this is a complement to a book, a part of research for to a book that I'm writing about health, fitness, physical education and how these uh, uh, new trends Uh, in the last maybe 15 years or so are, are literally doing more harm to good. But anyways, I'm exploring much more than just health and fitness. I'm exploring aspects of culture, of education, of food, and cooking, and, and a bunch of stuff. So if you've listened to this before, welcome back. If you're not, welcome to the EW podcast. EW is uh, stands for Edification and Wellbeing. I just made it short. Uh, I think it was, uh, I thought it was too long. So Um, I, I'd rather to make, make it a little shorter. Um, this is a podcast that is in Spanish, that is in English, and is sometimes in Spanglish. Um, some episodes are going to be fully in Spanish. If you are just an English uh, uh, listener, um, even the episodes that are in Spanish, uh, normally what I've been doing is the first maybe 10, 20 minutes, I do a summary in English. For your benefit so that even if you don't understand the Spanish or you don't want to maybe try and learn and listen and, and, and brush off your 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 Spanish uh, speaking skills you will have a summary and that summary could be you know the podcast episode for you in itself and then I will continue in Spanish um, and that way you can benefit from that information and it's not going to be as detailed but again it's a summary for you to listen okay Um, today, I'm gonna I want to talk about collaboration. This is something. Uh, in fact, the notes I took for this episode, I took them uh, months ago. I said by the beginning of the year uh, when I had planned to do it. But well, I had work and I had uh, business proposals and I had and then the COVID thing came out and well. But anyways, uh, it's about collaboration and edifying and growing together. Um, this is going to be, I think, more from a down-to-earth, realistic perspective. I don't like to, to be more. I don't like to be it, like very uh, it to be very spiritual or so. It's more from us and the importance of collaboration between everybody. Anyways, I'll I'll, I'll you'll have the details. Um, in a podcast uh, that I use uh, that I listen a lot, they had this uh, person talking. Johan Harari is a, a speaker and a writer, and he mentioned something in that podcast that that struck me. Right, he said that the poison at the heart of this culture is extreme individualism, uh, and it, it it shook me because as a physical educator that I've been, you know, working at schools and, and, and working at gyms and working in rehab clinics. And so I've seen that so much. I have to be the strongest. I have to be the fastest. I have to be the best player. I have to be above everybody else. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it's because at least here in the United States where I live, I've seen and it's been shown that that's what that's the, that's the social model, right? You have to step over everybody else. Um, however, I don't think that that should be. I think when we collaborate, when we work together, even if as individuals we strive to be better, if we work together towards a greater good, then it will be better, right? Collaboration. 
I looked up the definition of individualism. Okay, what I found was this. I found two definitions. I bet there's more, but I found these two. One is the habit or principle of being independent and self-reliant. There's nothing wrong with that. Independence and self-reliance is very important for us as individuals to become better, to grow, to be stronger as individuals so that we can make apportations to this society, um, economical or physical or in work or whatever, work together um, and for survival, right? Um, and the other definition was a social theory favoring freedom of action for individuals over collective or state control. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. Of course, we want freedom of action, right? Of course, we want uh, individuals to, to, to have control of themselves. Um, however, I think just like with, uh, um, um, with most technology, we, we developed the idea of individualism and they, we didn't create contingencies of how to educate about that and, and created different plans on how to deal with the consequences if we took it you know, a step farther. Um, and as I mentioned, you know, uh, because when it, I think we went too far and when it comes to well-being, for example, uh, when it comes to success, when it comes to education, um, as I said, it's all about, you know, the race to be the first, the one, the best, the biggest, the strongest, the richest. And it's a constant competition in which everything Uh, uh, you know, everything goes. The point is that doesn't matter who you are or who you come with or who is around you. Uh, unfortunately, is about me being more than everybody else. And as an individual, uh, uh, being better, thinking holistically, thinking intuitively, there is no such thing. There is no such competition. On the contrary, when I become stronger, I can help others better. I can be faster. I can maybe in my case, I don't know, defend my daughter or like we, we had a, a, a tornado. I live in, in, in Winter Park, Florida. We had a tornado uh, a couple uh, weeks ago. Um, I, I, I knew that I was able to be able to carry her and run with my wife plus the bug out bag and whatever. Because as an individual, I have becoming, I am becoming stronger. I am becoming more self-reliant. But it's for that to be able to help others uh, and to be able to survive. Um, and uh, an example like this, I, 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 I want to use uh, about this extreme individualism is uh, I, I had a conversation uh, over uh, here uh, during the Christmas period uh, with a friend of mine that was visiting, and he was staying at home and. We were talking about Leo Messi, uh, Leonardo Messi, the, the, the soccer player. And, well, he he's from Colombia. He plays soccer and he is a huge fan of Leo Messi. And he was talking about how Leo Messi, you know, is the best. He's the only one. He's the one that makes the team. And so, of course, me having maybe a, 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 a mind in the, which I want to look farther Uh, uh, from different perspective, I ask him, why? How is it that if he's the best, he's not the only one playing? Oh, well, you know, there needs to be a team effort, he says. And I said, well, then he's not the most important. He's not the best. If it wasn't for the rest of the team working with him and him with the team and so on with every individual, then 
whatever team he plays wouldn't be the best, right? Um, however, that's the mentality. In sports, this is incredible, not just in soccer, football, in baseball, in martial arts, and everywhere. You know, we pick up someone that we don't even know, by the way, and we say, well, you know, this is the person that the rest of the team doesn't matter. He's the best. And we, again, keep individualizing success. We keep individualizing progress or individualizing everything. Um, and in my understanding, that leads to arrogance. It leads to greed. It leads to a delirium of grandeur and, 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 and self-entitlement. I don't know which political side you are, but we can see that for example, with the current president in this country, right? Uh, it's all about me, 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 fuck everybody else. Uh, I don't care about you, it's about me, and, and, and I'm the best, I've been the best. It doesn't matter if the, the previous president have done something really good. I'm not saying that they're all good. I'm saying that they perhaps have done things good that is already disregarded because I'm the best. I'm here and you should praise me. Um, but I think that when you look at cultures that are more, I'd say, tribal, more focused on, 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 on community, more open-minded, uh, type of hunter-gatherer, type of mentality, type of, oh, we live in a tribe and we work together, we survive together type of mentality, there is no such thing as extreme, uh, extreme individualism. There is individualism. Uh, it is promoted that each individual develops their individual capacities, physical, social, intellectual, cognitive, spiritual, uh, uh, and emotional to the maximum. However, the focus is that they can be part of that and make that group better, not just one person. Uh, at least, right, that's what many anthropological uh, studies and books and authors promote, right, and, and know that happened. We can still see it, right, in, in, in tribes in South America or in Southeast Asia or in Africa. They all work together, so they survive together. Um, and when something fail, the failure is part of the group. The group failed, right, because the idea is that they work together. Um, I, for once, like the idea of working together, uh, collaboration, although... I'm self-employed, I work for myself, I work from home, um, just like anybody else, I wouldn't be where I am or do what I do for better or for worse, being realistic, uh, if it wasn't for collaboration, okay? Uh, in the sense of this podcast, we could talk about the people who have spoken with me in this podcast and shared their knowledge and experiences, uh, people who have sent me research papers so I can you know, read them and share them with you in the previous episodes, or, you know, uh, my wife allowing me this little free time so I can record the podcast or so on. All right. And without you listeners, right. That's part of that collaboration without you. And there is no podcast. As I said before, you know, if I don't, I don't really mind if it's one or two or three people who listen to the podcast for me, that is success in itself. However, there is, I've had episodes of 200 listens, you know, or 200 plays. Um, I already have around over 3,000 uh, total plays and so on. So that's collaboration. We're working together. This is sort of like this cycle of, of life, you no? Know? Um, and I think that nobody survives alone. There's no business that can grow on its own, 
right? A business that has no clients cannot go anywhere, or uh, a product that is not bought, then it's not a good product, I think, and I, I understand that from experience because it's happened before with my services of, of fitness and personal training. Um, no relationship is one-sided. There is no such thing as one person that is the head of the family. The family works together. The whole family is the head and each individual in the family should focus on developing their individual capacities to the greater good for themselves, for survival, and also for the family. Um, I looked up the the, uh, the definition also of collaboration, right? And it came up to be uh, at least one of them is the action of working with someone to produce or create something, right? Um, the most important aspect of this definition is that working with someone, working with other people. As I said, nobody survives alone. If I take, say, one single person at their peak of physical fitness and intellect, and I put them together in an island without access to anybody, they cannot survive for long. It doesn't matter how much they believe in a God or how much they think they can uh, build a society or, 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 or buildings and structures with wood or whatever, how much they can fish, there is going to be a point in which they're just going to die and life will stop there, right? Because there was no collaboration. Um, what we have to understand is that as humans, we are a social species. We survive together we develop together that's why we procreate that's why we have kids that's why we look for friends that's why why we need different uh, um, people departments in, comp in companies or people to work together and, and go forward there is no such thing as one person surviving alone there is such thing though as we all survive together collaborating even though the development the development of individual capacities and skills is extremely extremely important in this episode i will talk about those who have collaborated with me or spoken with me uh, uh in this podcast and i will give a summary of, of of what what we have spoken in the podcast this is a way uh that i'm going to be tagging them all as much as possible through other social media. I'm going to put all their contacts there. Um, I want you to know about them because these are very, very important and very, uh, I think, uh, essential people for uh, in, in the aspects of health and well-being and education. So I'll put it there. And this is a way for me to say thank you for collaborating with me. Um, and before that, then what we're going to do is I'm going to play a song um, by... Uh, uh, musician Bill Pratsman. He is uh, on one of those that has collaborated with me, not just with a song, but with an episode. He works with mental health uh, through music, and you'll, you'll, you'll listen uh, uh, or hear about it after the song. But anyways, I'm going to play the song. The song is called Opus One, or I think it's We Are One. It's, it's, instru it's instrumental, very calming, very relaxing, very inspiring, and I hope you enjoy it. I'll talk to you in a few minutes.
All right, I'm back. I hope you have enjoyed that beautiful uh, uh, instrumental uh, uh, piece by Bill Pratzman. And let's then continue. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over a list uh, of all the uh, people that have collaborated with me in the podcast from the first collaboration to up, to the la up to the last one. Uh, and as I said, a little summary of what we spoke about. And I will mention their social media, but again, uh, in the description of the podcast, you will have uh, the name of each one of them and their a link to their social media. Um, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to close with uh, a quote that I, I want to share. You know what I, I think uh, I call it a cosmic perspective. It's not something that I came up with. This is from Neil deGrasse Tyson. Tyson, I'm sorry. Uh, and in fact, the quote is from him. Uh, and then I'm going to mention what I'm going to be talking about on the next episode. And before I just start real quick, um, this used to be a bi-weekly podcast. Uh, however, things have changed for me, um, some for good, some for not so good. So uh, what I'm going to do is maybe at least once a month, you're going to have one episode. My recommendation is subscribe to the podcast and the different platforms. I'm going to have a link for all those platforms uh in the description also and that way you can choose your one and but when you subscribe to it or when you follow it then you will have a notification on when a new episode has come up i don't have a a, a specific day or date that, are, that the podcasts are coming out so subscribe to it um and that way you'll be notified okay so starting with the first collaborator that i had in a podcast that was maybe i think two years ago And it was in episode number 16, and I talked with Christina Bruce. Um, we were talking about fat shaming, weight loss, and more of those things related to, to this idea that we can put people to shame because they don't look the way we do, right? Uh, uh, like if you look skinny and fit, you can make fun of someone because they're not skinny and fit and so on. Um We had a great conversation. She's a, a, a health and body acceptance coach from Toronto, Canada. Uh, and she focuses on talking about fat shaming, weight loss, and weight stigma. Uh, and also about the, the, this idea of, of you know, being body positive, being anti-diet, right? Um, she has spoken with a lot of people too, and she shares a, a great amount of information about the importance of maybe opening the mind a little bit and having a better relationship with your body and with uh, 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 with food and with exercise rather than, uh, uh, you know, kneeling down and submitting to one specific ideal or method. Um, and I, I do agree with her. This is something I promote in my, my physical education and fitness programs. I like that my students and my clients have a better relationship with the way they move. I don't promote any specific method uh, saying, you know, you have to do, uh, just as examples, you know, CrossFit or yoga or bodybuilding. I focus more on developing the, 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 the fundamental movements of, 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 of the humans, no, the things that we do as a species, the way we move and the things that we do practically and develop upon that. And we use those things as exercise. So it's a great workout, but at the same time, I'm not saying, well, you know, uh, uh, or I'm not promoting a specific ideals. Um, you can learn more about her and her awesome work at www.christinabruce.com. Uh, she is also in Instagram at 
Christina Bruce underscore coach. Uh, and I think in Facebook too, she shares a bunch of uh, quotes that I, I share constantly almost every day. I've uh, been bragging a little bit. I've, I've, I've had badges, you know, about you've been, you know, one of Christina Bruce's whatever participants. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. She has also a, uh, a coaching program online that I think is pretty cool uh, for people who have been suffering with diets and with body shaming and, and with this frustration of not feeling that even though they're skinny or they're not that skinny or uh, not feeling that they are complete, right? And she will guide you throughout that, I think, in a very logical way. So check her out, Christina Bruce, uh, um, link in the description of the podcast, okay? Second collaboration was with a good friend of mine. Uh, in fact, she was a client of mine in, uh, back when I used to live in Puerto Rico. Her name is Liliana Pickens. She, that's episode number 30, and we were talking about running, cooking, and epicness. She's always saying that you know things should be epic. Um, she's a running coach. She's a realtor, but she's also a running coach. Uh, and in this episode, we talk about, as I said, you know, running, coaching, cooking, epic stuff and about people's unrealistic expectation when they want to start exercising. Uh, she was talking about her experience as a running coach, you know, people that approach her and say, hey, I want to be part of your running club. Uh, she has, for those of you who may be in the area, she is part of the Lake Nona running uh, team or running club Um in the Orlando area. So if you're nearby, check her out. Again, all of her information will be in the description. But yeah, I mean, she was talking about how people approach her and they want her to be like this savior, you know, come and save me. Uh, uh, you know, you're the one who has to wake me up in the morning so I can run, push me. She was talking about how realistic she is, you know, telling people, no, 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 you want to run, you meet with us at the time we are going to run but you're responsible for waking up. You're responsible for putting that effort. I'm not selling you a miracle because there is no such thing. And I think she also does this in a very intuitive way. Um, and she promotes that each person runs at their own pace, you know, and makes friends with the biomechanics of running and all of these uh, 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 important things that we tend to ignore when we start exercising uh, um and I say we because I was very deep into that. Uh, I wanted everybody, even my clients, to to go at my pace, not at their own pace. And and when I finally realized that many years ago, I asked myself, "What the fuck am I doing?" You know, I was hurting people. I was not just hurting them physically. Some of them got injured, but some of them also emotionally, right? Because they thought, "Shit, I will never keep up to him," and it's true. At the point they were, they would never keep up to me. I was already in a certain fitness or level of fitness that wanting someone that has never exercised, for example, following me to follow my pace was literally harmful. Um, anyways, she's a marathon runner, uh, as I said, a running coach. She also has a podcast in Spanish. Uh, those of you who are Spanish speaking, I would highly recommend her podcast. She is with a also a good friend of hers. Uh, Vimari, and the podcast is called Brincando el Charco. Um, for those of you who don't know, Brincando el Charco is an expression that we have in Puerto Rico. Um, that's, that's what we call when we 
leave the island of Puerto Rico and we move anywhere in the world, right? Because we have to go over the ocean. And so brincando el charco could be translated as jumping the pond. Uh, and we can brincar, we can do that or going away from Puerto Rico. Uh, but it's happened before that many people go back. So you, bring, you, you jump the pond uh, 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 back to Puerto Rico and they interview a bunch of uh, people, professionals and about their experiences. And they were living all over the world, mostly in the United States, but they have interviewed people from all over the world about that, about their experiences. I love the podcast. I highly recommend that if you're Spanish speaking, regardless of where you are from, it has nothing to do with being Puerto Rican. It has to do with being uh, a, a Hispanic, a Latino uh, living in another country and experiencing, right? So you can relate to that. Check it out. And again, uh, the link to the description uh, uh, or the to her podcast and their contact information or social media in the description of the episode. Third episode, it was uh, uh, our third collaborator uh, was episode number 33 and is with Dr. Mayra Oyola. Mayra Oyola is a great friend of mine also. We went to high school together. We took uh, a couple classes together and one of them is physics. I, I, she was an inspiration, not just for me, for many, many, many people I know uh, uh, from school in, in science. She is right now a, a physicist. Uh, um, let me see if that comes right. A meteorological physicist uh, or, or meteorologist. And she focuses on studying aerosols and climate. I think she works for uh, NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in California. Uh, and she is... I'm. I'm, I'm can't wait because I think she's coming up with a website for um, science education. Very interesting. And I will have her again in the podcast. Uh, we will speak in Spanish though. So, but again, if you're not Spanish speaking, first 10 to 20 minutes, it will be a summary of what we talk and it'll be in English. But anyways, Maida is also a marathon runner. And we were talking about her experiences as, uh, you know, in, in general well-being and health, not just in running. Um, of how her being, you know, a, a, a woman scientist uh, running marathons uh, about the importance of climate uh, um, and how that relates to our behavior. Uh, and so this is something I believe and one of the reasons I wanted to speak to her um, that we ignore. We sort of disregard climate and we say, well, I want to I want to go run no matter what. Right. And we disregard heat, we disregard uh, pollution. Uh, in her case, we're talking about the fires, the recent fires in California, at least, well, not the recent ones. There's always fires, I think. But one of the biggest ones, it was, she was explaining how uh, by that time there was this uh, famous marathon. I think it's Big Sur Marathon. Um, and it got canceled. And people, this, many people disregarded that. I said, no, I'm going to run my marathon, whether it's, a, it's, a, it's an event for the people or not you know, fuck it, I'm going to run. And a lot of people ended up in the hospital uh, with uh, or breathing problems because they were breathing in all that uh, pollution. So, and I think it's very important. I, this is something I've talked about a lot with clients of mine, how we should not disregard the weather and the environment. I mean, I wouldn't recommend nobody to go do an outdoors workout Um when there is a, a lightning storm, this is something I, I love working out outdoors. 
Um, if it's for me, I'd be out every day, all day, you know, climbing trees and doing natural movement and all these things. But if it's raining and if there's a, a lightning storm or if like it's extremely hot and humid, like it is now in Florida, it's extremely dangerous. So we talk about these things. Um, we also talk about her views and experiences, you know, with diets and health and fitness in general. Very interesting. Uh, I'm going to post her Instagram and her Facebook in the description. Very, very, very educational. Um, episode number 34 um, is with an awesome physical educator from also from Canada. Uh, his name is Dan Allen, and the episode is titled Parkour and Physical Education. Uh, Dan Allen is a Canadian elementary physical educator, uh, elementary school physical educator who, at his 56 years old, um, he practices parkour and he runs a an after school program teaching kids parkour. Now, here it is out. Fifty six years old, and I don't. I'm not saying that he's old. I'm saying that people that age can do that. And I I love the way he does and the way he presents it in his in his uh, uh, Instagram because the view is that the older you get, the less you can do. I think him as it at his age. Doing that is a great example for people who are, you know, uh, uh, maturing and wanting to do things, but there is no inspiration, right? Because everything out there in social media is about the being the youngest and having the, the most beautiful body out there. So I think he's fighting that in a way in his social media. Um, and you can check him out on uh, Instagram at danallen.parkour.54. Um, as I said, we talk about parkour. We talk about him overcoming injuries and his experience with uh, um, going to typical and traditional fitness programs to overcome these injuries and how these came out to be worse and didn't help at all until he started doing natural movement and allowing his body to sort of like uh, um, uh, follow what we do naturally versus forcing it to do something that we're not uh, evolved uh, to do so good experiences about his uh, good conversation about his experiences and the world of physical education and fitness highly recommended too um, next episode and next collaborator it was very interesting I talked with um, Dr. Lauren Hodges uh, episode number 33 and we talk about it's titled learning education wellness and more and Dr. Hodges, Lauren Hodges, has a uh, doctorate in experiential learning and a master's in writing and creative journalism. Uh, and she's also a certified strength and conditioning coach. And she runs a few businesses in the field of corporate and adult education. This is very interesting um, because also is something that I think is not having a lot of importance in this society corporate, you know, the people, workers, education and health programs and things like that. Um, I think we're most, a lot of companies, and I don't want to say most, do that just as a way to attract employees, you know, as a way, oh yeah, and, and also you have a health program, but there is no education on that. You know, yeah, you have a gym or you have a membership, but there is no integration between how you can be better at your work or at the company or have a quality, a better quality of life at work and at home. So it's very interesting. Uh, and she runs uh, uh, training programs for companies. 
and we speak about her work and her views and experiences in health and fitness and education and learning. Um, I could also very recommend this on Instagram uh, and Twitter and website. So all of that will be in the description um, of the episode. Then uh, in next one is episode number 40. I think uh, I, I like all of my conversations, but there's like, oh, you always have a little favorite of something for me. This is one of the most interesting ones. I spoke with Lenore Skenazy, um, episode number 40. Uh, and we talk about the importance of free play in kids. Um, also in adults, I mentioned adults there. Um, she is the president of an organization called Let's Grow. It is a nonprofit organization dedicated to educating parents and teachers uh, and, 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 and communities about free play, about how kids in society benefit from it, right? Um, she mentions a lot how in the past, you know, back in, in the 80s, I would say even in the 80s and 90s, you know, kids could run around, they could play around. There was no helicopter parenting. There was no people, you know, having this extreme uh, vigilance for these kids. And we all grow up well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the product of that era. I used to go out, I used to run my bicycle from miles for miles and miles and miles, uh, uh, you know, crossing uh, uh, avenues and expressways and, and and highways to go and play with other friends in other communities, you know, or go to uh, rent a video game and things like that. Nothing bad happened. Um, and we talk about how uh, um, this extreme helicopter parenting, right, in which Kids can't do their bubble wrap. They can't fall. They can't get dirty. And they are growing weaker and weaker all the time. Uh, she's coming up with a podcast, too. They're very interesting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Uh, it's not up yet. Um, I think there is an intro, so I will I will um, share the link for that podcast also. Um, and she is Lenore Skinesi. She's also an author of the book. I think it's called Free Play or Let Grow. I don't remember well. Uh, and she was called by many media uh, the worst mom ever um, because she allowed her kid at a young age to take the subway in New York City alone and get home. Um, and of course, well, that was in the time that all of this bubble wrapping was coming up. And, you know, kids cannot be alone. Oh, my God, they will die. They will be raped. And, you know, we tend to think the worst. But nothing happened. The kid came out and uh, came home empowered and, and feeling that he could do something to and something that's something very important that we forget when we don't allow our kids to do things on their own. They feel helpless. So anyway, she wrote a book on it. Uh, she's being in many uh, uh, blogs and, and uh, articles. And she now is president and co-founder of the organization Let Grow. Lenore Skinesi. All of her information will be in the description below. I mean, contact and social media information description below. Next one is going to be episode number, let me see. I think it's 40. Oh, no, I, I, oh, I mixed here. I put episode 40 in both. Um, but anyways, um, next one is with uh, Sultan Istvan. Sultan Istvan is a, and we talk about transhumanism. Transhumanism is this idea that 
we will evolve to a point in which technology is not just out from us and helping, but it's going to be within us and we're going to last longer and be a better society. He is a politician. He, he I think, is running for president or he ran for president, uh, but he's also a futurist. And uh, we talk about uh, the importance of transhumanism um, in regards to health, education, and humanity itself. He, as I said, politician, futurist, author, and also a journalist. Uh, and he is. Uh, he wrote a, a a book called the. It's a, a fiction. It's called the Transhumanist Wager. So very, very interesting conversation. We talk about how a lot of people are now integrating a lot of technology. And we've seen that, right? It's not that this is a, a, a futuristic uh, 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 thing that we haven't achieved. He explained that uh, how from the beginning of humanity, the moment we start using sticks and stones, which is technology, we are transhumanist right because as a species we just have our limbs to do things but when we started using other things to make our life easier now we are at the point that we already have um, uh, implants technological implants uh, in the spine or in the neural system to help people walk again to help people feel again to rehabilitate faster and so on so i think we're not that far from from uh, uh this idea of a future in, in which we have technology inside and being better and living longer. We are already there. Uh, Sultan Istvan, well, I'm going to put uh, all his uh, social media and website in the description. Next episode is episode number 44 um, and it's with Marisa and Bambi. They are two health and fitness professionals. We talk about functional aging. Um, they have a program and an Instagram that is called Age Proof Project. And it's about aging functionally. They are movement professionals who work with sensory exercises and functional neuroanatomy as a method to improve the physical condition and functionality of their clients and, and students. They are in, I think it's San Francisco, California. Um, and again, it's Age Proof Project and Instagram very uh, educational, uh, pretty cool exercises that they promote. It's safe to say that the exercises they're promoting are not exercises for bigger butts or bigger booties or bigger arms. And that's one of the reasons that motivated me to contact them and ask them to talk with me in the podcast. And it's because they are they look uh, healthy, they look beautiful, they look functional, but they're not showing their butts, they're not showing their boobs, they're not it's something so integrative and something so holistic that everybody can do regardless of age. And it is functional and practical. So check them out. Highly recommended too. Well, every episode that I'm mentioning here is highly recommended. Um, next one, episode number 45. Um, this is a very philosophical one. Um, and it's titled Into the Realm of Fitness Morality. And it's with Alex Trujillo. Alex Trujillo is a, uh, um, a personal trainer, physical educator with a degree in sports uh, and exercise science uh, here in, in Winter Park, Florida. So te technically neighbor. Uh, and, and this was a very interesting one because we met 
in person. This is my first in-person interview. So we went to this place that already closed, uh, Lucky's Market, and we we went to the cafeteria area, and you know, uh, in the background, you will be hearing uh, the, the the intercoms, you know, coming out and boom, you know, uh, X or Y, go to this aisle, or your order is ready. So it's pretty cool. But it was so such an interesting conversation that typically I try to do my conversations about an hour, and we ended up doing almost a two-hour, I think past two-hour episode. We we uh, stopped uh, recording, and then we just kept talking. I said, you know what? Let's just record another hour, and we just kept going. Um, anyways, he's best known as the biomechanic in uh, Instagram. You can check him out. He's a, the biomechanic. He's also a great uh, 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 physical educator, and I think he also has a uh, an online uh, personal training program that you can check out. Very functional. And we talk about... Yes, everything health and fitness. We also talk about maybe cooking and all that, but also the many realities and the morality that uh, uh, the moral issues that are happening in uh, in this contemporary world of health and fitness. Um, about how we are losing focus on the uh, on the fundamentals. About how we have people now uh, uh, thinking that they have invented movement, and if you do something. That it that looks like what they are promoting, then you are stealing somehow, uh, and they are and they feel uh, entitled to insult you and to yell at you, call you motherfucker, and all of these crazy things. Very interesting conversation. Uh, enjoy it. Okay. Then episode number forty. I did the same. Next episode, next collaboration. Here is uh, Bill Pratman, and that's the person that. Uh, collaborated the song that I played at the beginning. Um, and we talk about using music for self-healing. I like, uh, I, I loved this conversation too. Bill is a musician who, he utilizes music uh, in non-traditional ways to help people with their self-care and self-healing. He has worked with patients or people suffering from PTSD, uh, law enforcement, military, uh, paramedics, and all of these things, people with addiction, people uh, uh, suffering from uh, suicidal thoughts, uh, uh, homeless people who need this, uh, this help and attention. He also works with corporations by helping uh, employees uh, through music handle stress and anxiety and depression. Uh, he has a book that is titled, I haven't read it, but it's, the book is titled uh, More Human, More Than Human, I'm sorry, The Value of Cultivating Human Spirit in Your Organization. And you can check uh, Bill in uh, social media also. Um, I follow him on, on LinkedIn, so I'm going to put his LinkedIn information uh, there. Following uh, the following episode or collaboration, this was is in Spanish. This one is in Spanish. Um, but again, if you're a English listener, the introduction for this episode is in English, so you have a summary there. Um, Rica is with Ricardo Tagle, and we talk about moving beyond fitness. Oh, I titled it "Moving Beyond Fitness in South America." Um, Ricardo Tagle is a physical educator in Santiago de Chile, and he is one of the pioneers of the uh, of functional fitness in South America. 
and has been a physical educator for around 30 years. He run a very interesting place called the Human Lab, uh, in which he focuses on uh, promoting physical education and uh, uh, natural human movement in non-traditional ways. Among things we speak, uh, uh, he tells me about, you know, this. Uh, we talk about this culture of endurance or performance culture in, and how it is being a big problem in our physical and social health, right? Uh, talking about extreme individualism, right? How about this culture is very individualist, very non-collaborative, very, I want to be better than you, I want to be harder than you, uh, very uh, tribal in the negative way, right? In which we talk about how, for example, uh, 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 crossfitters tend to insult bodybuilders and bodybuilders tend to insult yoga people and yoga people tend to insult uh, 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 or put to shame Pilates people and so on, this crazy uh, uh, world of fitness. Um, Ricardo is uh, w- was one of the pioneers in bringing CrossFit down to South America, and he also talks about his experience of uh, negative experiences with CrossFit. Right, and same thing with this type of culture that you have to be extremely embedded into, uh, uh, and you cannot change anything or you cannot look at it realistically. You just have to submit yourself. So very interesting. Uh, the Human Lab. He's also on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and Facebook. Uh, and the last conversation is with uh, Preston Patterson. Preston, uh, episode number 48. And we talk about mental health. Um, uh, Preston Patterson is a licensed mental health counselor uh, here in, in, in Winter Park, Florida, too. Uh, and he focused on working with people has issues, you know, suicidal thoughts, addiction, uh, educational issues, and he provides note of feedback and, and promotion of wellness. He works at the Center for Healing Arts here in Central Park, in Winter Park, Florida. I'm sorry, with a group of other mental health professionals who address these issues again: addiction, suicide, women issues, men issues, anxiety, depression, and so on. And you can check him out. I will put the link to his site. Um, very, very interesting. You can contact him. All right. Yeah. Sorry if you if you heard kind of like a little pause there. But I accidentally stopped recording. Well, I didn't notice that I had uh, a time frame to record. So anyways, you can contact Preston, Pat- Preston Patterson. All of his contact information and website will be in the description of the episode. And to close, then um, let's go with this cosmic perspective that I think is related to this uh, uh, um, uh, collaboration uh, topic. Okay, this is from Neil deGrasse Tyson in one of his episodes uh, on his podcast, which is one of my favorite podcasts, by the way. Um, Star Talk, you can listen to it. I, I no promotion here. I mean, no paid promotion. I do think it's a very educational one. But anyways, he he ends up one of his conversations with this quote. Uh, he says that science is a cooperative enterprise spanning from generations uh, uh, or spanning the generations. It is the passing of a torch from teacher to student to teacher and so on. A community of minds reaching back to antiquity and forwards into the stars, right? He is trying to say, or I think what he's trying to say is that science is the ultimate collaborative collaborative, uh, uh, um, uh, action. There is no such thing as one scientist is better than other. I think pop culture tries to make it that way, but 
scientists tend to collaborate to for the greater good, right? For the better understanding of how the universe works and how we can make things better and so on. Um, and if a scientist criticizes another scientist, is not a critique. A, a critique, I think, a negative one is about do better. You can do better. Um, and in that sense, I think that when it comes to collaboration, you know, to giving uh, things, to giving knowledge or to helping other people, I think that many would consider that um, that as a negative thing. But I think just like there's an old Buddhist, Buddhist uh, saying that goes, things that are not giving, uh, given are lost forever. If I don't share knowledge that I know and nobody else knows, then that dies with me. It is the same with just like the example I said at the beginning, nobody survives alone. Same thing with knowledge, right? And same thing with helping society being better. If you are the richest of the world and everybody else is suffering from hunger, then when you die, that dies there. And what you have promoted uh, in your kids or whoever inherits that that the, 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 the you know that richness or whatever amount of money you have is that greed. Is that no? This is mine. Nobody else should have it. I'm better. I'm richer. I'm more powerful. And that at some point will just die. So collaboration is about working together. Collaboration is about growing together. Collaboration is the opposite of extreme individualism. Is promoting individually, uh, the, promoting, as I said at the beginning, the development and the improvement uh, uh, upon our individual capacities and skills, physical fitness, and mental intellectual, social, emotional, and spiritual, right? When I talk about spiritual, I always make this clear. I'm not talking about a specific belief system, but spiritual about the development of, of consciousness, of our capacities, of our limitations, of what can we do, of the faith we have in ourselves to do things, and also the understanding that there is things that we cannot do and we need help from some other people, or sometimes even the consciousness of the development of consciousness of things that we cannot do and perhaps we need to just stop following that and looking at things from another perspective. Um, that's something that I understand is hard. Is Even for me, I'm talking about this, but it's not like I'm immune to I want to do something and I don't want to stop ever, right? I have a dream and I want to work in it even, even if it doesn't work. Um, but I think if we open our minds, that's that spirituality when it comes to the aspect of health and well-being. It's about that. It's about understanding ourselves, creating consciousness, um, and so on. So... That's it for today. Uh, thank you for listening. As I said, uh, at least once a month, you're going to have a new episode. Uh, subscribe to the podcast in whatever platform. All of the links will be there, whatever platform you like, and that way you will be notified. Um, also, leave me a review. Uh, send me a, my, my, my Facebook and Instagram will be there too. Um, so you can, uh, and my email, so you can send me a review. Let me know. Recommend uh, 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 topics for me to talk to. Um, 
and we'll go from there. For the following episode, I think it's going to be a two-part episode. Uh, I'm going to be one in English, one in Spanish. I'm going to be talking about how this situation of the COVID-19 has changed education and how I think we should be adapting and, and what we should be doing uh, to, to continue, I think, a functional education. I think this is a great wake-up wake up call uh, and a great uh, 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 thing uh, in the sense that we are having the opportunity now to open our eyes and see that the traditional school system is not necessarily practical, right? So anyways, we're going to talk about that. Um, in the following episode, and I think I, I do have con I have contacted a, uh, a psychiatrist, an education, an educator who owns a, a, a school here in Florida. Uh, it's a non-traditional school, and I think we're going to be talking about with her about that, but I haven't confirmed that. But anyways, the next one is going to be in Spanish, um, and again, introduction summary in English for you to enjoy if you are a English listener. And then the next one with uh, the psychiatrist is going to be in English. So until next time, um, stay safe. All right. Wash your hands. Uh, sanitize as much as you can. Wear your mask. I know it's difficult. I know it's very uh, uh, uncomfortable. But the more we work together uh, uh, in collaboration, just like in this, the more we collaborate together in uh, stopping the spread of this crazy virus that is literally terrifying the world then the the, the faster we're going to come out of this so i hope you stay safe you and your family are okay and talk to you next time